Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to HBO Girls Rewatch. I'm Amelia. And I'm Evan. And today we are covering season four, episode eight, Tad and Lorene and Avi and Shanaz. Which, if you don't know, if you're like, why is it called that? It is oh, yeah. a, a little history lesson. Yeah, it's all. a play on the 1969 <laughs> classic film called. <laughs> Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. They're so good at references here. I know. Well, it goes to show you that Hannah is actually a genius because she watched a lot of movies growing up. Something that we can't say because we grew up with the Disney Channel. So. Whoa. There's, I'm like, I'm looking at Amelia, Amelia's notes. So educational. So I, brilliant. I love, that I love, girl. I love. Wait, so what was your note taking style like in high school? Were you like eight different color pencils? So I would buy the paper made flare M pens in an eight pack or 10 pack maybe and their colors. And, and my notes were just like every new topic would be a different color. And my notes would try and like cover the page in a fun way and use different fonts. So it was very much like the civil war mm. in like the cutest pink cloud you've ever seen. Like I was taking a push notes. Like it was like the good news but it was bad news because America's built on bad news. Wait, I've never heard of the news reformed to as the good news. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shocking thing. For me, note-taking was more of like an act of trying to remember something. Cause Wait, you can't sit back like that. You're making me look too big. You look too small. This I'm isn't okay fair. With, I'm legally okay with that. No, this isn't fair. For commercial, oops, do you want me to sit like this? Yeah, that feels good. That makes me feel good. For listeners at home that are like, what? Wait, can I lean back? I just yeah, you can lean back. It's because I have a pillow, so I guess I'll just get rid of it. Um, <laughs> for listeners at home, for people who are listening instead of watching the podcast, we are recording in a different way. We are recording online instead of in person. Yeah, and I love it. So Amelia getting upset that I'm sitting back further than her, it's like, She's valid for that because there's one superpower this girl has, and it's angling herself in photos so she's the smallest one. She will throw her friends to the walls and make them look eight times their regular size. Can I just 
say. Your mini degree comes into effect every single time you take a photo because you're like, I understand angles and I'm going to use it against all my friends. Like, they're, like, giant and me so tiny. Can I just say my middle school best friend's mom, Tracy, I remember at her yearly fish fry, we were taking a group photo, and she posed in a certain way, and I was like, why are you posing like that? And she's like, girl, let me teach you a lesson. And she was like, you need as many angles as possible. That's how you're going to look best in photos, and I've never forgotten it. Thank you, Tracy, and congrats on your new marriage. I wonder if this is a Texas thing, because we were talking about this earlier. My cousin has been given a signature pose by her mother-in-law, um, who lives in Texas, and every single time they take a photo, they have to strike this specific post, and there are so many angles in this. We got 90, we got 45, we got a yeah. 180, uh, and honey, it's 360 all around. They're killing it. I will say that. Literally. Well, I I urge you listeners to take note of the magazine photo shoots you're seeing and see how many different angles they force a girl to make. I'm like, because yeah, I, I don't know. Is this in frame? It kind of is. There's so many angles going on here. This it's is, like, this is a cute, you need so many arms bent legs every which way. Like that's how you're going to look awesome because our eyes are like drawn to They're literally making parallelograms with her bodies. Yeah. Anyways, me and Evan are in matching hoodies today. This is sick. Well, they're almost matching. Well, they're if you look at them, this is a haunted house and that's a castle. Which is crazy because mine's the black one. We're so Halloween. It's January, babes. 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 I grew up. It's January. Sorry. Every podcast has to do one English <laughs> accent one time. <laughs> it um, is required. We're kind of in hoodie garb because our guest is coming to us live from LA. So we thought we'd lean in. We thought we'd, we'd throw our yeah. New Yorker, like, need to dress up to the wind and be it's cozy. Nothing's vintage here. Everything is um, comfy, cozy vibes. And that that's the LA way. I've never been to LA except for one time, and I said that last episode. Um so it's like, I'm kind of, in, I, today I can be in LA. We can change my area code. Yeah. It's cool because this whole time I can like shake my head at myself now. You can be like, girl. Girl, get a grip. Um, <laughs> We're so excited for our guest today. A lot of you have been tagging us on TikTok. Like, you need to get this person on the pod. Get this person on the pod quick. We were going to fly to LA literally to have them in person and, you know, really, you know, be warm for once. Um, but nobody would house swap with us. So we had to resort to the online medium. Um, but we're so excited to bring them into the chat. Jake Shane, I'm so excited. They launched their podcast. Yesterday, yeah, they released their podcast yesterday. So for you guys, will be a week and a day. So if you're listening to Jake Shane today and you're like, wait, I'm loving more. the vibe. I want one without a million evidence part of it. <laughs> Jake Shane just released their new podcast called Therapus, where they become a therapist in quotations. I don't want them getting sued. It's um, so um, Amy Poehler. It's so Amy Poehler, who has an improv podcast called Say, Say More. Say More. With Dr. Sheila. She's, I love that podcast. We should plug another podcast. Really? I hate it. Sorry. Never mind. I love anything you do, Amy. Um, I love Amy, but I don't love improv comedy podcasts, so. Wait, I like Clown Parade. Oh, see, so yeah, like, that's something I could not get into, and I really tried my best. Lawrence Ravidio's episode, who's going to be um, a guest on our um, upcoming live HBO Girls Rewatch oh, yeah, this podcast. Is, this is coming out three days mm-hmm. before, so if you're tuning in now, we are doing a live podcast recording this Friday at Caveat NYC. We're not covering an episode, we're just doing girls, nostalgia porn, we're doing trivia, we're getting past I'm guests, Peyton fan Dicks. fiction. 
Evan's getting into her fan fiction and era. And Lauren Servideo. Lauren Servideo is the other guy. special guest. We're going to have a special I'm secret so guest. Special secret guest. Y'all are going to be into it. So if and you if you come to the show and you find out who the special secret guest is, you can't tell anyone outside the show. We want to keep it kind of <laughs> for our community. Oh, okay. Um, if you aren't in NYC, there are live stream tickets available for only $10. Um, we have everything linked in our bio, but please, please, please tell your friends, families, enemies, anyone really who lives in New York. Tell your girls. Anybody you know who likes girls will like this show. So get them to come out. We're so excited to be in the Lower East Side this Friday. See you then. Um, but for now, let's dive into our episode with Jake Shane. Oh my God, cross dissolve. It's Jake. Yes. Yes. Oh my. my God. You're the most tagged person we've ever had on this podcast. So for you to be here today, it's like manifestation and um, the at sign can do so many things. Well, if it, I manifested on my side too, like when I started rewatching girls, like, well, first of all, I started rewatching because like the, your guys' clips from your TikToks would come up on my For You page. And I'm sure Julia saw those because Julia then restarted watching girls and was like, I'm starting, I'm rewatching girls. And I'm like, damn, I haven't seen that since I was like, I watched mm-hmm. it in like seventh and eighth grade. And like, granted, like, I can't appreciate that. I can't appreciate it when I'm in 7th and 8th grade. My parents would not pay for premium cable in 7th and 8th grade. They were like, oh, you're too good. Yeah, they, my parents were like, it's important. That's where real education happens is on premium cable. I do say that. Yeah. So I watched like True Blood in 5th grade. Oh my God, well. you're so much wiser than us now, probably. <laughs> I know why. Wait, so when you were 12 years old, were you like, this is awesome? Like, what were yeah, you what's feeling? Yeah, what's I was like, I, I'm trying to like remember what I, I remember feeling like, okay, I re- the reason I started watching it is because I I read Entertainment Weekly every week and I remember like there was like a scene, it was season one, episode three, it was when they, you, they, when they synced Dancing on My Own and it was like some, it was a huge moment, like everyone was covering it, like Twitter was exploding, like people were just loving it. And I was like, damn, I should probably, like, this show looks, like, interesting. Everyone was talking about it. it. And then I think, yeah, and then I I started it. And I I don't really remember what I thought. I think the only thing I remember is, like, why is everyone making such bad decisions? Like, it's so hard when you're, like, 12 years old or 13 years old old to, like, really grasp the narrative of, like, a show like that. Like, I don't really remember what I I mean, it's cool that you were, like, they're up to no good. Because when I watched it at 19, I was like, these girls are smart and aren't making any mistakes. Yeah, literally, when I was a teenager, I never thought a 20-year-old could make a mistake. So for you to see that at such a young and prime age, you're much smarter than us already off the gag. No, but I think I, when I rewatched it, I was like... I, I, it's interesting because I like, I didn't view them like as mistakes mm. anymore. Like I, I viewed, I was like, why are they do like, and there's definitely moments where I'm like, for example, in the episode, we're going to talk about like when Hannah and um, Maude Apatow's character like gets those piercings and I'm like, what, literally what the fuck are you doing? Like what, oh, like Jay, what, what's you happening? What are you doing? Tell, like, what we're going to do doing? piercings with you. I hope yeah. that's, that's a big part of what's coming out. No, I would, I will do that with you guys. Like I'm telling you right now, like us three, the one year in LA in February, we're doing <laughs> the time of But I, 
I remember thinking like when I was a kid, like oh, every, like all these decisions they made were such mistakes. Like, but then I rewatch it and I'm like, okay, like for example, like Hannah's mm. diary, I'm like, well, it's not Hannah's fault that what he, they snooped around and read her diary. Yeah, she can say whatever the fuck she wants. She like, writes her life. Real right. God, like, so you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I still view stuff as mistakes, but like not, this, it's not the same way I when I was like younger. It's just like a different way of watching it. Like, and I like appreciate. I like appreciate. Like everyone's like, oh my god, like this is the worst friend group ever. And I'm like, yeah, but like, it doesn't. Don't you like, like I think like the moral of the story is like they none of them mm. know what the fuck they're doing except for Shizuka. Mm-hmm. Who well, ends up figuring what out. you're describing is mindset is everything. And then and living in LA, this is such a yeah. poignant thing. Mindset is everything. It, it I always say that I lived in LA for two years. And the one thing I learned there is that you have to just kind of be crazy. I don't know. Yeah, you that, do. But I'm so happy for you both do. of you. You get to be crazy and now have a new lens on the HBO Girls rewatch or just show. I know. Well, we have to ask Jake because you yeah. seem so emotionally um, moved um watch you know there's so much raw emotion there and we have to know like why is it really affecting you so deeply this time around do you think from the time I stopped okay so I stopped watching when I like in like I want to say like my sophomore year of high school I think that's when Hannah went to Iowa I think that's when I stopped watching uh like and I just just like life got in the way and I was like busy it was I was a high school student and whatever and in between then and now I think I, like, I just, I've, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've lived so many of the experiences that I judged Hannah for. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, she, everyone's like, she's the most selfish person ever. And I'm like, yeah, I've definitely been told that before. But, like, I also, like, I feel, I think I feel bad. I think I just, I feel bad. Like, I feel bad for some of the situations, like, that they find themselves in. Like, Hannah's feelings of, like, like, she feels really lonely. Like, at the beginning of the show, before, you know, she really starts dating Adam, she feels so lonely and she feels so, like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, she's, like, down for Adam to, like, be, like, this, like, s- like honestly, sexually super creepy with her. And, like, I feel like I've just, like, been there and, like, just, like, all- like I don't know. I just, I think I just resonate yeah. with Hannah more. I-, I resonate with how she, like, be- and I know, I know people are, like, oh, the worst, but, like. I really just, I think I'm able to resonate with the characters and how they're feeling like way more. So it's just like really emotional for me to watch. Like, like also I have really, really bad OCD. And I remember watching Hannah have her OCD like meltdown, the Q-tip scene. When I was a kid, I watched that and I, that was the first time I'll never forget it. I saw my OCD like on screen. Like I never, cause I've been told my whole life, like, okay, just stop. Like, you know what I mean? Just Or like OCD is just like making sure everything's neat. But like I had Hannah's OCD and that was the first time I ever saw that happen. So I think watching it years later again, like knowing that like I just have similar stuff to her and like she's got, like goes through some of the stuff that I go through. Like it's just like emotional. Yeah, that's so, I mean, we actually, I don't know. And like, I want, no, no, no. Sorry. I mean, you're making, does your OCD manifest in a similar way that Hannah says? Yeah. It started where I would have to make mm-hmm. everything even. So that's why 
when she was doing that, I was like, holy shit. I've never, I literally thought I was the only, when I was like 14, 15, I thought I was the only person in the world who that has ever happened to. Just because it's not really like talked about in the media, which is like fine. I mean, like it's, it is what it is, but like, I just had never seen that before. So like my OCD was very like numbers based, like Hannah's, it was, it wasn't neat. So everyone was like, you say you have OCD, but your room's a mess. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not the same thing. And like, I think that's what Hannah struggles so hard with explaining to people. So then like watching Adam, like understand Hannah's OCD, like, and watching other people around her being like, what's going on? Like, I just like related really hard to it. And I think watching that, like, just related me to the show in general. And like, that really like solidified, like, just like, I just this connection I felt with her, just because like, I never seen that on screen before. Right. Mm. That's so amazing to hear because we've had previous guests be like, that was the last straw for me. Like Hannah's OCD, like season two finale, I stopped watching the show because it was too much. And it's like, we're always wondering like, oh, if Lena had known that so many people literally stopped watching the show because it was like too real for them. If she knew that you're like, I'm being represented for the first time in my life. And finally, thank God this is happening. Maybe she'd stand by her decision. Yeah, I mean, does does she not? Yeah. Does she say she doesn't stand? Does she I say think, she wishes she didn't? I think her. she does, but so many people have been like, I had to stop watching it's the show after It's so that. grotesque that you're the Q-tip in the ear. People are like, they have to stop watching. It's so grotesque, but I'm here to tell you that like, that's legit. Yeah. Like you're, when you have like an OC, like I remember during COVID, I had a really, really bad one. And like, it is just like, it's, it's inescapable. Like I think- what Lena Dunham was so talented. I mean, if I was her, I'd be like, damn, like, okay, I'm almost kind of like happy that people are finding this too real to stop watching. Cause that means I've done my job at like properly portraying like what it is Working that, hard, I've, yeah. that I've gone yeah, through. Yeah, 100%. HBO goes there. <laughs> Premium yeah, HBO yeah. Go as it once was. HBO goes where yeah. ABC was. Lee would never. Actually, I think it might be the one show that might be that. Okay, well, let's quickly dive into today's episode. We have a segment where we yeah. do a minute to win it. We try and give a summary of the entire episode in under one minute. Do you think you can help us? I absolutely think I can help you. And away we go. Lorene gets tenure. Right after Lorene gets tenure, Had says, I'm gay. Lorene's like, wait, LOL, no, you're not. And he's like, wait, nope, yes, I am. And he's like... And she's like, what? And then they have to go to a dinner party and pretend like everything's normal when he just came out to her as gay after she got tenure. And oh. then Hannah's... Oh, oh, do you want me to? Oh, you want me to? Okay. <laughs> and so then um, Lorene is like, oh, fuck you, Tad. And then um, Avi tries to make out and confesses his love for her. And then anyways, they get home and the episode kind of actually ends with um, Lorene being like, Hannah, your dad's gay. And Hannah being like, what? But on the flip side, Hannah's going through this whole thing. Hannah's being one of the best substitute teachers ever pranked your ass because she's actually being so mean to Maude Apatow by getting a tongue piercing, by making her get a tongue piercing and actually chickening out last minute. Um, Shoshana's going on a date where she's like, you know what? Um, I'm not going to be myself the whole time. I'm going to be sex forward for 10 seconds and make it really awkward. Maybe I do have a slimy pickle in my (laughs) V-hole. Jess is giving the worst advice ever, but you know what? That's her whole damn thing. And Marty is so mad because um, Desi spent $2,000 on who knows what where. And the episode ends, of course, with Desi deciding that the best way to make it up to Marty is to propose. And Marty says, yes. 
watching that, I was like, I didn't know. Like, well, can we just start there? <laughs> am I allowed to talk about like future episodes? Wait, sorry, no, I just yeah. froze. Can you hear me? Oh, do we, we, yeah. Am I allowed yeah, to please. reference future yeah, episodes? Yeah, anything for you. Yeah, yeah. It's not a secret. We know she has a baby. You know. <laughs> okay, right, exactly. I, I know we need to get to Tad and Lorene. First of all. It is so, you know what, maybe I'll start with them. It is so interesting to, like, get an episode with them without Hannah because they oh, are Hannah. Like, when, do you know what I when mean? When Lorene is like, it's not like, not about me, I said. <laughs> wait, yes, actually, wait yes. I have to ask you one really important question first. Though. Oh, we, yeah, before we dive into the episode, we do have to ask. Girl, what girl are you? Are you? Anna Horvath. Yeah. Uh, you kind of were you kind of were hinting that way. Um yeah, have you always Hannah been your Hannah? It sounds like it, right? Nope. No, I didn't. <laughs> the OCD, the OCD was the most I was like, oh, that's me. That's the when I was like a kid and I watched that, I was like, that I relate to that. Rewatching it, I'm like, damn, fuck. But you talk like Shana, though. Yeah. You talk I, so I, shows. You're I know. I I think I want to be Shosh more than anything. But I am Hannah Horvath. And I'll tell you why. There was one scene when they read her diary and Marnie and Charlie like break up because of it. And Marnie's like, you've done some real damage. And it goes silent. And Hannah goes, okay, but like, let's say you were reading this from like a third party point of view. Like, do you think the writing was good? Like, I was like, okay, that's me. I am Hannah Horvath. <laughs> like, I would ask like, the same question. I'm the worst. Like, that's me. I would I would do that. Are you and I, the best? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but she is so funny too. And she's so self-deprecating. And she also has this line where she says, where Adam's like, you're so judgmental or something, or you're not scared of. And she's like, everything you could possibly think to say to me, I've mm -hmm. said to myself or worse in the last half hour. And like, she just has all these moments that I really relate to. Like when Adam's like, you love yourself so much. Like, why is it so hard to believe that someone else would love you too? Like, all these moments, like, I just, like, I, I find myself always relating to, like, some shit that Hannah's mm. going through. Yeah, everybody is afraid to admit it, but we're all so much more Hannah than we know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, wait, Evan, this episode, what girl no, were you? I need to ask you for first oh, ones. okay. Because I love you and I appreciate you. Okay. Um, girl, what girl are you? So this episode, I was totally Cleo core <laughs> in that I'm addicted to getting a girl eight years older than me um, to be my best friend and then doing whatever she says. And I would like force myself to get a piercing. I don't want just to like impress them. That's kind of my right. damage. Right. Okay. So we're doing this episode. What girl? Well, you can do whatever, you but we, we actually, we're stuck to a script here. We have to do this specific episode. Okay. Then I'm going to do after you, Evan, okay. I'm going to do. Yeah. Let's what do it all girl. again. Yeah. yeah. That is beautiful. Um, I had to be, I'm like, I'm just Shauna on the date. I swear to God. Someone told me to be sex forward for 10 <laughs> seconds on a date. I'd be like, okay, I guess I'll try it out for one. I'll be earnest right. for 5% of the time. And then I'm going to give you the world's weirdest line. And we're just going to have fun with it. <laughs> And if you can handle that right. test, then you can handle me. Right. I <laughs> um, I also think I'm Shoshana just because of the of that scene where she's sex forward and he's like, what do you, I feel like on dates, I'm always like trying to put on this like act. 
And then he's like, wait, mm. the entire cast, like the good wife is right there. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah. And like, that, <laughs> it's the, I was like, okay, that is something I would do. So I would you're also like, agree. Then you're like, hand through your hair. And then you're like, wait, I think they're on Housewives. <laughs> yeah. And, they're, and, they're like, and she's like, and she's, and she's like, oh my God, he's dead. And she's like, but she's right there. And it's like, <laughs> so deep. <laughs> they have fun. Oh, God loves She's the shows. only girl that gets it. I know. Oh my God, I love that segment, and I cannot wait for the next one when we get back from the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, well, now that we all know what girls we were in this episode, let's dive in. Let's lean into Lena. Where should we start? Um, I mean, I follow I, you. I'm kind of loving Tad and Lorraine. If we want to start there. Let's start with Tad and Lorraine. Because it's a gay accusation. It's like, A, we always knew he was gay. It's so fun for foreshadowing to be happening. We never got that in media, especially TV. And for it's like the only time we've seen foreshadowing in media is Harry Potter, which is ridiculous. And I don't care about that franchise. Right. Um, so right. for us to finally get it in a TV show, three seasons ahead of its time, it's actually ridiculous o'clock. Um, and I'm so happy that he finally got enough courage to admit to his wife immediately after therapy that he's actually gay, <laughs> G-A-Y. But the best part of that is when she goes, what? He's like, I didn't want to tell the therapist. And the best part is she goes, why wouldn't you tell the therapist <laughs> who we pay? Like, that's the best part. Because it's like, yeah. Like, what, when did the, like, you tell her after therapy? You think you're honest with what? your therapist or are you honest with yourself after therapy in private? <laughs> so interesting you say that. Recently, I've been really, really, I've finally found a therapist that I'm like so honest with. <gasps> Me too. <gasps> But I think if I did therapy with like a friend or a significant other, no way I'd be honest. Yeah, but like no way. I don't know. Like I'm so happy that like Tad is like living his truth. But I also like I understand when Lorene's like, yeah, I mean, it's not not about me as well. Like mm-hmm. this is like hard on me. Like fuck, it's such a hard and sad situation. And then I mean, just like the writing of it is so good. Like when he picks up the Riesling. And she's like, Riesling's too sweet. Soft. Just like in, <laughs> like in reference to like him being gay. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just so smart. Like, it's so well and he's like, well, it's really smart. It is, of course, okay. Grace and Frankie. The pilot episode is also about this. <laughs> when they find out that their husbands of decades are gay for each other and they're devastated. So it was cool to see the girls um, take on that. But truly devastating. I think I would break if I found out like, so many years down the line. But then yeah. I'd have to be happy for them, but it would be like a whole mourning process for sure. I know. No, it's you're like mourning, you're mourning. You're, it's, it's just a, it's a mourning period. And I think it what girls does so well is that they set it up against this big achievement in Lorene's life. Mm. So you know what I mean? Like she gets tenure. Okay, but then her husband like came out as gay. No, and no I think that's what all girls get, for the show. I think that's what girls get so right at the end of the day, because it's like they put really good things mixed with really bad things, kind of. And I just I feel like the moral of girls' story is like 
life is filled with ups and downs and like there's no correct way to handle it. Literally. But like this is how this is how these characters handle it. And like you can yell at them, you can get mad at them, but like do you know what I mean? I just find it fascinating. No, it's, like, the way it's truly yin yang happening in real time. But it is so like women can never have anything. Like she gets tenor, and of course it has to be her husband's <laughs> tenor. Also She's a high octave. Can I just say I spent like I think twenty three years of my life thinking tenor was just people saying ten year really quick and that it was when Wait, I'm so sorry, is it is it not? No. So it's T it's T E N U R E tenure. Yeah, but it sounds like tenure, but it's tenure. And it doesn't mean it like- somewhere for ten years. It means yeah. that you like got a You can't get fired as a teacher. So it's like I, I thought it meant you could get it was really hard to get fired. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember like I remember like growing up and just like having like the some of the worst, like the worst. And I'm like, yeah, like how are they still here? Wait, you, know? you know what? All their husbands come out as gay and immediately they get tenure. And that's actually, <laughs> yeah. That's actually why they're bad like, teachers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how good is it when Lorene is like, you're so, like, oh, everything's misogyny. Cause like he comes out as gay right out. Like it's, and I'm like, oh my God, that's something Hannah would say. Like it's- watching the episode is so nice. Cause it's like, oh my God, like that's something Hannah would say. Like when, uh, Avi is showing Tad his book and he's like, how are you coming along with your book? And Tad's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm coming along with it. I'm like, oh my God, Hannah's like a genuine mix of Tad and Lorraine. Literally. And can we just say like this exact plot happened to Hannah already with Elijah. Right. Right. So Hannah's already been through what her mother's been through. I hope we see a heart to heart between them on that trauma. I know everyone in this, this TV show is addicted to having a book or almost finishing a book because Tad oh, can't finish the book. Lorraine didn't finish her book. Hannah can't finish her book. That whole family of Horvaths are literally can't they can't complete. Right. And then it's like it's almost like God doesn't want them to finish their books. Like, do you remember when like Hannah like couldn't finish her book and then her publisher died and she was like, so sad, what's gonna happen to my book? Yeah. It's a mutation in their genes. <laughs> uh her at the funeral. I miss those days. Where we have I mean, it's just brilliant. It's really like really, really, really like no one could play Hannah better than Lena Dunham. Like, you know what I mean? Like Hannah is it, yeah. The way she just her her the way she speaks, the way she carries her, it's so perfect. And I just think that's why it works. Exactly. 100%. Also, claps for Becky and Baker. <laughs> this actress is unreal. I mean, every scene here as Laureen, she is just eating it up. Also, the dialogue at the end where she's like, so do you just want dicks in your mouth now? Are you wanting a dick in your ass? Yeah. Like, the way she acts, it's like, it's so like how a woman would talk. <laughs> right and it's so like she's almost trying to like she's almost trying to like poke at him for him to be like well no you know what i mean she's almost trying to like poke at it until he's like well no that's not what i meant like she's going to like the 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 most graphic extreme because right. she's like literally like, well have you seen I all of the strangers yet no i haven't when he comes out to his mom it's like kind of a similar scene that's happening where she's like so you want to kiss men and now you want men to fuck you. Um, it's so, it's a real parallel. So yeah, Amelia, you are right. Women of a certain age will talk about dicks and ass when it talks about gay people. Yeah. Right. Oh, just the, who's the actress that plays Lorena again? Cause she's amazing. Becky and Baker. She is watching my favorite part of this episode. Cause I rewatched it last night for this is watching her. You like, 
she's such a good actress. I'm pretty sure she's from like Broadway too. And you can see her go through the grief from the second he tells her until she like, she goes through denial. She's laughing about it. And then she goes through anger and then she goes through, and then you see her go through acceptance and like, you literally like watch it all on her face. And it's like, so just fascinating to watch. I can always think a good marker of an actor or actress is if you could tell what their signature scent would be. Like what kind of perfume they're wearing. <laughs> like you can, you know exactly she's this little bit musky, a little bit florally scent that she has. Uh-huh. Like maybe more. Def a little floral. Def yeah. a little floral, but a little like, okay, like maybe her. my grandma would wear that. Yeah, and if you can figure out what kind of scent someone's wearing, it's like you know they're coming through the screen. And I've always been right. towards this character. <laughs> oh, that is actually so smart and so true i love it dimension is real now we're talking a lot about lorraine how do you think tad's kind of feeling about coming out so late in life and and being married and everybody being random wait what age did you come out and then it's so cool um so so interesting you asked that it was like different times for different Mm -hmm. people but i remember like obviously your parents know when uh you're a guy and so, like, we were in the car on the way back from White Plains. Yeah. And you have a- I don't know why I was there, what we were doing, but my mom said to me, oh, like, no, Jake, by the way, like, it was so random. Like, I think I was in fourth grade. Like, <sighs> by the way, no matter who you are, like, I'll always accept you, like, whatever you want, like, just something, like, very sweet like that, which is why it's so important to tell your kids that, because then the very next day, I went up to my mom's office, and I told her, and I was like- <laughs> 10 I think and she was like oh I know sweetie like do you want me to tell dad that we had this conversation and I was like no it's fine even though I'm sure she did and then (laughs) um I was like and then apparently I asked for like a toy or something because I thought like I deserved like that's so young I know but I attribute that to my mom and my dad they're like so chill and then I because I because I was watching this kind of tv so I knew what I knew what was going on kind of And then I didn't come out until my friends, the freshman year of high school, who also were like, we know. And then everyone kept asking me. And then I didn't come out, but I just kind of stopped denying it. Because I remember Frank Ocean didn't like, it was a big deal that like he was gay and he like did, stop it, stop it. (laughs) And he didn't, and he didn't come out and I remember thinking that was really cool and I was like okay I'm just gonna do that it's like, so I'm really it's like in media you're like always looking for examples of like people that didn't come out but are still gay and you're like I can do that too I can be cool like that but it's actually sometimes yeah I what you're saying is it's such a parallel experience but I didn't come out at se- 10 years old I came out at like 16 17 18 yeah that's when I really came out yeah but like to my parents 10 to the world where I stopped where I was able to like call guys hot in public and like loudly and like in real life 16. I love that coming out means calling men hot in public. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I remember, like, if there was just like moments where I would have to be like, well, like, oh my God, I don't even know. But like, yeah, 15, 16 was when I really universally was like, I don't care if someone's calling me gay because I'm gay. A hundred percent. Do you think Tad didn't come out because he didn't have access to the right media as a young boy? I honestly, you know, I don't know why he didn't come out, but um, I'm really happy that he did it. Like, it's so nice to see, like, in his final, like, chapters of, Mm -hmm. like, his life, he was able to do it. But I think what Girls is so good at is you're able to feel so happy for Tad. 
while also feeling empathetic for Lorene. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're like, totally. I feel, you know, and they don't do it in like some insensitive way where she's like, fuck you, Tad. She's just like, she's heartbroken. And you can tell she's like heartbroken as anyone would be. And to deny that would be insincere. You know what I mean? Oh, so right. I think that's part of what makes this episode so good is that Lena is really able to show you just how it is. I, I wish Elijah could go up to town and be like, it's okay. Just like your yeah. parents came up to you. Like, I wish Elijah could do that same thing for Tad. Totally. And maybe I know. down the line. Maybe. Well, it does happen down the line. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, no, it? I think it's so fun. I think this episode, it was a lot about like showing like the lives of married couples. And I guess we end with Hannah finding out that her parents have their own lives. No, she's the talking show on always and on. Goes there. Yeah. The show always she's always goes talking there. on and on. Like, do you think this guy thinks I'm dramatic? Blah, 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 blah. And like, faced <laughs> with the fact that, like, oh, her parents, like, also go through things. Right. And it's so awesome, like, watching it happen. She's like, Hannah. Hannah is like, and then I'm not, no, 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 Hannah, no, 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 Hannah. And then on the third time, like, Hannah, your father's gay. And she's like, what? And then the episode ends. It's just so perfect. Because <laughs> Todd's like sitting there, like, because Lorene's like, no, you're telling Hannah. Like, it's just, uh, I almost wish, though, that this was, I, I love the scenes with Shoshana. I love the scenes with Jessa. I love the scenes with Marnie. I love, I love Hannah and Cleo, but I almost wish this was a capsule episode with just mm. Ted and Lorraine. Totally. I think it would have been so fascinating to just, like, you know, how Hannah gets a capsule episode in um, when she spends the weekend at the townhouse and then um, American Bitch when she goes to the, the, the disgraced writers and she goes to the, and then Marnie gets it in Panic in Central Park. Like, I wish this was a capsule episode for Hannah's parents, like, but... Yeah. Me too. I got chills. I know we have to. We have to agree. We have to mourn. Um, well, but I love Avi. Um, really putting it out there though. <laughs> like he. Oh my god! And then and then and then the end with Lorene just going like, um, she's like, oh, and Avi's in love with me. By the way, yeah. What happened to like, Lake House? I'm dying to know what happened to Lake House. They never specified it. It's gonna haunt me till the day I die. Right, and that was like such a good moment where it's like you know, like, you're no angel either. Like, everyone's, like, you know what I mean? Like, totally. it was such, like, it, it was, like, like if, you're feel, if you're feeling bad for Lorene, like, and angry at Tad, like, that moment right there, it's, like, she's laughing because it's such, like, a, yeah, like, fuck. Like, this is just kind of, like, no one's really right or wrong here. Like, everyone's just kind of, like, going through the motions. Mm. It's so watching Hannah in a different world. Bond. Yes. Yeah, but okay, we have to dive into Hannah's whole thing. So this episode is <laughs> a, is about her being best friends with a 16-year-old. How did you feel about the piercings thing? That scene as a viewer made me really, I was dying laughing. Like dying laughing was so funny, but I was angry because you watch in seasons one, two, and three, Hannah barely hold on to a job. Like, <laughs> can't like you know what I mean like she can't hold on to a single like she's like like everything goes wrong and then so finally she's the substitute teacher and she's writing her book and you're like okay great and then you're like wait why are you befriending a 16 year old mm. but my favorite part of it is when um 
just because like I went to school in New York. So like, I'm just like dying. Like that is something like someone would say where she's like, I love Shia LaBeouf. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, like he's older than you. And she's like, but he lives in my building. I was going to say Well, it is like like, in Hannah's head going to public school, she was like, celebrities are so far away. But when you go to like a magnet school, you know, celebrities are close to you. Well, Jake, I went to Windward, if you know what that is. New York. Wait, I know Windward. The dyslexic one. Yes. I, I think, I think I might've, I think, yeah, no, I think I might've toured it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might've toured it. If I remember correctly, I ended up going to Calhoun. Do you know Calhoun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really progressive. Like no walls, teachers by the first name. Right. And my school is all about like kids who could bear. I was like illiterate until I went to middle school, but then everyone was um like a celebrity's child. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Like, that's just like, so watching that scene was, I was like, I'm dying. <sighs> and like, you, you know, but I, it was really. Daughters? Oh, huge. Do I care about the what? Apatow daughters, Iris and Maude. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they're, I think Maude is super talented. Like, I think watching her, like, in, I think it's, like, watching, watching Maude, like, in all, like, I I think it's, like, fascinating. I think it's fascinating to watch someone that, like, I didn't realize she was in it until you watch it. So, like, I remember seeing her in Euphoria, and then it's, like, oh, cool, like, this is her in Girls. It's just, it's cool to see someone you know play, like, different characters. But it, yeah. You know, it makes me sick to my stomach, though. What? Is that they couldn't write Leslie Mann into this script. <laughs> like, I haven't put Leslie Mann in any of this show. It hurts me to this every single day. It's like, John, you had one role. Let's get your wife into something. How good would Leslie Mann have been as, like, Hannah's boss somewhere? Literally. Like, think of Leslie Mann in This Is 40, or kind of any of Jenna. No, I think in This Is 40. Because she's a shop owner. She could just be a shop owner for Jessa. Literally. It would be so good. Like, they would have... Maybe Leslie was busy or something. Probably so busy. Thank you for speaking you. Of Jessa, can I touch on Jessa quickly or am I disrupting no, you? Let's no, dive straight into Jessa. Why not? This season and these episodes are right when you start to see Jessa mm. just become this sinister friend. You know what I mean? Like, wh- I'm sorry. Why the fuck? I know you and Adam are going to AA together. Why the fuck are you hanging out outside of it? And why the fuck are you talking romance? That is your best friend, your best friend's ex-boyfriend. First level for life, ex-boyfriend. Yeah, but are you not seeing that every single day, like, incest between friend groups is happening almost all the time, every day, and it hurts people's feelings, but yet people don't care and they'll do it anyway? Yeah, but, like, watching this was just, like, what? Like, (laughs) Hannah's such a good friend to Jessa. You know what I mean? Endlessly like, good, even though Jess is constantly being evil towards her. Yeah, because Jess is, goes through life with this motto of like, whatever. And Hannah like is accept is accepts it. Like, that's just Jessa, you know? Like, whatever. But like you start to see like it, like Jess is like, oh, I only set like she why would you set Adam up with Mimi Rose? First of all, when you find out that Jess has set them up after watching Hannah get home and just be like devastated that Adam is with someone new. Like you're like, how? And Hannah continues to speak to Jessa after it and be her friend. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just feel like this is the beginning of the end for Jessa. 
I mean, it really is. She can't even offer advice to Shoshana that's not so terrible that could ruin everything immediately. The, yeah, the best part is shows to see how many more times Jessica can actually wrong Hannah, and we're going to see a few more of those, which is fantastic we're, for everyone. We're frankly just warming up, folks. <laughs> we're just warming up for that. Uh, oh, my God, this show. I'm sorry. I think I need to come back on when we get to season six because I have so many more things to say. No, let's like, face again soon, for sure. What? <laughs> like, yeah. <sighs> Jessica giving advice to Shoshana is, it's like I have 10 suicide attempts under my belt. First off, hilarious line, but also it's like, Jessica, Shoshana, please don't take that advice. That's actually. Like, you know, but the best part is Shoshana does it. Shoshana goes, it's like you see this like moment of growth from her. Shoshana's like, yeah, Jessica, no, I stopped taking advice from you a while ago. And you're like, unemployed, don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like when you see Shoshana clap back, like to me, those are some of the best moments in this entire show. Oh, yeah. Wait, can we dive into Shoshana really quick and see? Super- her hygiene. Her hygiene. Yeah. What is she plucking? Her bikini area. I think it's like her bikini area because she's like wanting to be so sex forward. So she's like plucking her bikini like she's shaving before a date. Yeah. yeah. It's actually- that's not Soshana. You know what I mean? And it's nice that in the middle of the date, the guy's like, huh? I would argue Soshana because she has her panties on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is like crazy. Is she, she's campaigning with what Ray in this episode. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. And she's campaigning with Ray. We, her okay. little bobby pins, girl. I've had Which, seen enough. But like, I love that if you notice, Shoshana's storylines are always about like, like she's like, oh my God, I can help. Like with Ray, she's like, I can help campaign with you. And then with the coffee shop after she gets back from Japan, she's like, I can help market this. And the best, one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Ray is like talking about this like past love that he's had. And Shoshana's obviously like, you're talking about me. And then Shoshana looks at him and is like, Marnie? <laughs> and then instead of like throwing her campaign stuff down and like walking away, she moves away and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, campaigning over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like- I'm dedicated to this, but I hate you. I want her campaign for my team though. I That is so important for her to be hitting on guys right in front of Ray. Ugh, I have so, to say, to I feel so hurt there because when somebody deeply wrongs me, I'm still like gonna support them. Mm. I'm just gonna do it one step further away from them. <laughs> Right, right. And it's just, like, so – Shoshana's just – I don't know. I just, like – she's so likable. Like, you can't hate Shoshana. She's – Oh, absolutely. She's been – like, like, she wants to be a good friend. That's all she cares about. She wants to have a good group of friends. She wants to have a good husband. And she wants to do something that makes her happy. And I feel like Shoshana is almost just gets, like, sucked into this world of, like, all these, like – selfish people and it's like funny to see her try to like claw her way out of it i know 100 yeah well it feels maybe so much joy to see her on this date with such a kind person yeah she deserves him but it's so sad to see how low self-esteem she has on the date because she's feeling so loser for not having a job and i love that he is comforting her because she's usually surrounded by people who are more loser than her and right. now she's feeling like the loser and he's like, we don't use those words. Like, I don't think you're a loser. You shouldn't think you're a loser. Everything's great. How startup culture is that though? Like we don't use the word loser. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> like, My five-year-old dad was working at a startup one time and they only used the they, them pronouns. <laughs> Um, but then when I bring my friends that use they them pronouns home, he won't use the pronouns to their face, but only behind their backs. It's something <laughs> one of the most curious explanations of our whole lives. That's so... <laughs> it's on purpose, but I, I don't know. It's so fun. Andrew, I'm sure you're trying your best. Yeah, he <laughs> is. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Different generations interacting as always. It's always something. Always something. So, so Shauna's fake goes amazing. Yay. Lean, or Hannah decides she should try again um, and make up for kind of taking oh. France when our show last episode. And Poor so Brian. she's like, hey, like, you're attracted to me. Like, sorry if I get up, but like, let's do it again. And he's like, your drama, I got to stay away. Yeah. And then she's like, what? And then, and then she's like, it's just, it's funny because you see Hannah. Okay, so she's, like, been rejected. Like, you can, she, like, talks about being rejected a lot up until Adam. And then post-Adam, she's, like, I feel, like, in this area of, like, sexual freedom. And, like, I can, like, like it's almost like Jess has rubbed off on her. And, like, I'll get whatever I got. Like, I, I'll get whatever guy I want. And then this guy's, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, and then it's yeah. almost, like, fascinating. It's just, like, great to see her be, like, what? It's, like, like bursting her bubble a bit. And it's so, like, not to make another parallel between Lorene and Hannah, but I'm gonna, like, Lorene and Tad's fight that ends with her being, like, it's misogyny at the oh, end of the I day. And then Hannah being, like, oh, you're, like, not wanting to have sex with me right now? Misogyny. Like, it's... Yeah, right, yes. It, no, but there's so many parallels throughout the episode of just, like, where you're, like, oh, my God, Hannah is her parent's daughter. Like, oh, you know what right. I mean? Well, she's and it's like, mother's daughter, too, very specifically. Like, yeah. they always describe a, a son's relationship with their parents versus a daughter's, where it's, like, a son tries to, like, through masculinity, like, grows apart from the family, where the daughter often, like, intertwines with, like, the quilt who her mother is, and, like, really right. entwines herself in a family and, like, becomes her mother in a way that men are just so separated from. And she does such a good job of describing this, like, nuanced, f- f- like, idea in a really, like, tangible way for audiences to grasp onto I might not understand the complexity of that, but she does like a really good job of just like showing us this like fun idea. Now people, we all watch the show and we walk away with a lesson. I think that's why we really love it. Right. Yeah. It's like you watch it and you, like you leave it and you're like, I don't know what's happening. And like stuff has gone to shit, but like you, you watch it and you're like, I know they'll figure it out. And in turn, You'll be like, I know I'll figure it out. No matter what I'm dealing with, like, they'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And I think that's what makes a good sitcom. Yeah. And I think that's what makes girls so good. No, I literally want to get on this couch and start dancing. Because absolutely. <laughs> I, I want to do it right. right now. I'm absolutely feeling exactly what you're putting down. You want to do oh. Ellen. I want to do Ellen right now so bad. Uh, <laughs> I thought like, to DVR her in middle school. I was like, I got to watch my daytime TV. We can't skip <laughs> I was never in Ellen's stand. I never watched. Really? I never watched. I'd argue I argue mean, an amazing I, Ellen replacement, though. Yeah. Uh, me? Yeah, you be you, if you were the Ellen show, you'd be so good at Get it. Get me a WB lot. You'd be so good at Ellen. Oh, my dream. Like, honestly, that would be my dream. Yeah. But I never watched as a kid. I only watched when, like, she'd bring on, like, someone I watched on YouTube. Like, when Grace and Chance went on, like, I watched. Right, exactly. Of course. We all set our asses down. The YouTubeification of daytime talk shows is not spoken about enough it's like why was i in high school like binge watching no. fallon clips i was just no like, oh. what a time but also like they would pull from youtube too and like make these people into like literal a-list celebrities for like two weeks literally. like you had alex from target and oh. then you had right. sophia grace and rosie and it's like oh. what we don't when even sophia- have the viral culture anymore when sophia grace and rosie sat down for tea time with taylor swift the world shook shook it stopped yeah i do want meredith um 
I want Meredith from Salt Lake City on Ellen right now, though. I need to know what's going on <laughs> oh, her head. Wait, are you guys watching Salt Lake? Sorry, I know this is about no, I know, Ellen, I but guess, I guess I've only I've watched up to season four, and I haven't actually watched season four, but I, of course, know the ending, and it's truly insane. That's fucking television. I, that's fucking like, television. It was written by Lee. That's Ram. fucking television. I my jaw was. Oh my god! Like, have Amelia? Have you seen it, or are you I, planning to watch? I missed it? it. I'm gonna make you watch it after this. Don't, Evan. Did you spoil it already for her? A, a little tiny bit, but I won't. No more. No more on my mouth. You need to just watch the last five episodes of season four. You don't need to like watch the whole thing. Like, let's be real. Like, just watch the last five episodes. Watch the Bermuda trip. Okay, I'm doing my homework this weekend. You'll never be the same. We're pulling up. Oh my god. Yeah, that's in another amazing show. But let's get back. We talk about Ellen. We talk about Salt Lake City. Now talk about girls in a really cool way. Okay, thank God for Marnie finally getting a ring on that finger. Jk, Jk, Jk. Feel so bad for her ass. Can you imagine your boyfriend spending your life savings on an instrument you've never heard of that's meant for an album three down the line, and then you run away to a restaurant, maybe Mediterranean, and in the background there's a restaurant called Taco Taco with two U's in it, no O's. Was it not a coffee shop? No, in the background, there's a restaurant saying Taco Taco, oh. but it was with two U's. I've never, of course, please don't spell words like that anymore. It actually makes me angry. Right. I'm a dyslexic person. That's appropriate in cult. Um, I just, yeah, I, that for me, there was a lot of storylines and girls that were so hard to watch for me. Yeah. Desi Morning was honestly up there with probably the hardest. I have to say, I, like, anytime Desi opens his mouth, I'm like, I hate my podcast about this. Except for Bridget Everett, I want to skip the wedding so bad. I do not want to watch that. Oh. We can get Bridget Everett scene in it, and then other than that, no more. I don't remember it. She's a makeup artist. I don't remember that either. Wait, it's a, what's, I'm, it's Bridget Everett, the one that's um from, um. With, Somebody somewhere? Yeah. She's a makeup artist. She's in the show. Got it. Right. And yeah. She- you know, people, do you know the bold glamour filter on TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> but what bothers me the most is like those scenes. I just want to jump through the screen and scream, like actually scream. Cause Desi is so delusional and like watching like, Marnie fights back on it, but watching this, like, complacency almost happen because he'll, like, be like, well, here's a ring. And then she's, like, fine with it. It's just, like, so, like, infuriating and upsetting to watch. You know what like, it feels so- like? It's like you have a friend you haven't talked to in about, like, a year, but you still, like, like them enough. And you check them right. in their lives and they have a boyfriend now. And you meet that boyfriend. It's Desi every single time. They're awful. They're bad. And you're like, actually, I can't invest back into your life. I can't. No. And it's just like, I, I just hated their relationship. I hated, I hated watching it. I hated watching. I mean, if you really think about it, Marnie kind of loses herself the second she gets fired from that art gallery job. So right mm-hmm. when she gets fired, that's when things start to go amiss. Cause like, she's a very, Marnie's a very structured person. She's a very, she has a girl and she's structured. She has her job. She has Charlie and this is what's happening. And then kind of all at once in season one, Charlie leaves and she gets fired. And it's like, oh, fuck. What do I do now? And it leads her down this path, obviously, up until Panic in Central Park of just like horrible men and horrible life decisions. It's really so sad. And it's also like powerful how much as soon as Marnie loses her job, which is like the first episode of season two. And it's like when we think of Marnie, we mainly think of season one, her even though the majority of the show is this girl down so bad, pursuing music, only flopping 
plop central having sex with the worst men in america like and the way we still are like oh yeah that's a type a queen and it's like no she's not she's a lost girl that needs to be literally she's directing producing and starring in flop central yeah this poor girl no like literally literally oh my god like i just yeah and it's like you 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 want to feel i think marnie is one of the characters that's hard to feel bad for because i think her method of deflecting i think each character has a different method of deflecting right like when someone accuses because each character gets accused of like like you're making a bad decision and like they deflect in different ways but the way marnie deflects is like she gets kind of like holier than now mm-hmm. and like acts like you know what i mean and i think that's what's like hard to watch like like it, it, you see it in like the panic in central park episode when she sees charlie she's like well i'm married now and as a viewer you're like you literally hate your life it, like you know what i mean it's so bad i think the thing about marnie is she views her own life through such a tunnel vision of she's like well what story can i tell optically that's gonna sound like everything's working out regardless of what's actually happening and how I actually feel so it's like she's constantly feeling so angry at Desi because he's kind of terrible to her but then he does all these sweeping gestures that like if she told a story to somebody else Mm. about this Desi character they'd be like oh my god he sounds like such a romantic he sounds amazing like of course you said yes and it is so typical like I know so many girls like this where they're like, they have the worst boyfriend in the world, but because like optically, like on paper, he actually sounds like good. They'll just stay with somebody right. who makes them miserable. Just right. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. It's so sad to watch. The second she's like, yes, you're like, no. <sighs> I know. Just because someone's 6'3 doesn't mean you have to stay with them. 100%. And rather not, actually. Rather not. Rather not. Um, rather not. Well, I think I know what time it is. <sighs> I think I know what time it is, too. Girl, get, get your Glock. It's rapid fire time. <laughs> We're going to ask you a bunch of questions really quick. Just answer with whatever you think yeah, of whatever first. Whatever in your heart, you have to say that. Okay, I'm ready. What is your favorite utensil? Fork. Are you the voice of your generation or a voice of a generation? A voice of a generation. And why is Marnie mad at you? Marnie is mad at me because I'm not supportive of her relationship. And like, she can tell that I don't like it. What's going to be your next piercing? (sighs) Under a tongue with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you think marriage is the best way to end an argument? No. Fuck, marry, kill. Tad, soap. Soup mogul? Oh, (laughs) Or Fran. I was like, I was reading as yeah. Okay. Mary Soup Mogul. Fuck Fran. Kill Tad. And that's just based on attractiveness level. Of course. And why we threw Avi in there, where are we feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Probably kill Avi as well. Yeah. Wait, and also shout out, I loved him and Shiva Baby as I was going to say, shout out for Shiva Baby. <laughs> I've never seen Shiva Baby and I need to, but Wait. back to your rapid fire. Jay, get it. I know. Girl, it's time. Okay. Where were you when you found out your parents were people? Oh my God. Oh my God. Why am I having chills? This actually happened <laughs> last year. Um, and I was in New York and I was doing something and I called my friend and I said very specifically, I'll never forget. I'm realizing now that like a- adults are 
our, our grown-up children. Like, we're not, like, these separate beings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, adults are grown-up children. Like, they were me once. And, like, I, you know, like, that's what I realized about a year, a year and a half ago in New York. That is so powerful. In Whoa. New York City, the Big Apple. Um, are you young, yeah. fun, and flaky? Am I young, fun, and flaky? Um, I'm young. I'm definitely really fun. And I'm not flaky because that gives me anxiety. And finally, um, are you writing your family into your projects? I want to. Yeah. yeah. I if I if I ever wrote something, mm-hmm. without a doubt, my family would be written in. Yeah, me too. Me too. They, they are who you are. Um, uh, I don't know. And you know what? It's not my rapid fire, so I don't have yeah. to answer. Wait, you killed that. We gave you some really AP level questions. I know. Well, yeah, Hannah's your substitute teacher in AP English <laughs> this week. Should we jump into our last segment of? Yeah. Okay. That outfit in, in Brooklyn? Brooklyn? That's what we care of Brooklyn then. First Brooklyn now. Can I just like any cultural touch point? If you're reading uh, Entertainment Weekly, so I would just like love to catch a headline from 10 years ago to today. Whenever you're feeling um, it's most prominent in the zeitgeist. From yeah, immediately, out. did anything stick out to you that you're like, that's so 2013 core? Yeah, the term hipster. Like, right. or, or like thinking like everyone's gonna like, or like running for like local government. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this was all so like millennial 2014 core. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when Ray opens up his coffee shop and the one across the street is called like Helvetica. And like, it's like, oh my, ew. Like that is so 2014 core. I know they introduced the first non-binary person on TV that episode as well. Oh my God. I remember that. <laughs> I love it. I, the, um, when Shoshana is like, is it okay if I say lame sauce? Right. I'm we like, oh. three times during this podcast. I'm like, we, we're still using sauce. We're like epic sauce. Yeah. Away. It's like, it never ends. We'll never be free. I think it's like funny. It's like, I think we're all the same, just in different fonts. Mm-hmm. So like these girls are like, you know, they might like different things. They might think different things are cool or in or out, but like, it's funny. Cause like, there's a reason girls, it's kind of like timeless. It's cause it's like, we're all kind of like, oh, that's me in a different font. You know what I mean? Literally. I think Lorraine today would not um, dismiss Tad the first time he says I'm gay. It's like, I think she would believe it right out the get-go. Really? I think she still would. I think, I think she, I think part of her grief was just like, what? Mm. I like, I mean, the way he goes about it, it was, they just left therapy. She just got tenure and tenor, tenure, whatever. And she's like, no, you're not. And it's almost like she is in denial. Like she, her, like, okay. Cause you see her going through grief immediately. Right. So in a sense, that means she accepts it as is it's it's happened and she believes it. Her her mind and her body is just going through the grieving stages really quickly, obviously, for television. Yeah. But I think she believes it when he says it, and I think she's just in those different stages. Like, oh, yeah, she's like, What are you talking about? Oh, I like this. I think this is an interesting one too, when um the professor's like, oh, at least your daughter's interesting. She does art. It's like my daughter, right? Like the infant surgeon. Right, and then the other one's like, ours is on math. Yeah. <laughs> what an answer. I love that Tad and Lorena are like, we have nothing to say on Hannah. Um, yeah, but now I'm seeing, because of TikTok, doctors can actually be creatives in a way they weren't allowed to be before. Well, 
I have to say that I spent Christmas on a yoga retreat in Mexico with a bunch of like women who are 15 years older than me for some reason. And all of them were doctors and all of them were so boring and bored. They were like, I'm right. bored. I don't have a personality. I'm just a doctor. What am I supposed to do all day? And I'm like, that's, no, that's my worst nightmare. I'm like, you're so being real, Katrina. No, doctors be like, <laughs> <laughs> why do we want to retreat with all of them? Um, it was just like a random retreat and it happened to only be um, people not my age. Right. Okay. I well, like I to find myself. To <laughs> yeah, I get that. I think I need to go on a fucking retreat. It was awesome. They made um, steak out of banana. It was vegan. <laughs> You remember when Hannah and her mom go on that retreat and everyone just is sitting around the table talking about how excited they are for the next meal while eating lunch? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my so god. real. There's still so many good parts of the show left. I know. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do you have any others? Uh, well, you said gay ma- you worked on gay marriage not legalized. Oh yeah. So like during this gay men well, gay people. <laughs> gay men in particular. <laughs> gay men lesbians have always been able to get married, by the way. Right, like, of course. gay men didn't have the right yet in this show, so that's kind of crazy. They didn't? No, because it happened um like 2015. in twenty fifteen and this was like a year before. Was, no. Do you remember at the end of the episode Desi said I said I wouldn't get married until my gay cousin could get married? That's why I was like, Oh, did it just become legalized or something? No, the, the thing is, we have four years. Just fucking stupid and just wanted an excuse to end the argument. Exactly. Yeah, he, well, he's like... What is more romantic than being woke? <laughs> I mean, that's the epitome of Desi. He's like, you're like, that's like, that's so Desi. Like, he just uses, ugh, I can't. Do you think he proposed to Clem ever? I'm like, what? Because he never acted this way, I think, towards Clem. We never got to see the side of him with Clem. Clementine? Yeah. His ex. Oh my god, I forgot about Clementine. Um, God, I don't know. Fucking justice for Clementine. Yeah, but also that girl was fucking so mean. But I get it. She has like she, had she has a disease, and that's tough. Autoimmune. I think I would if my boyfriend like started a musical journey with someone else, <laughs> and there was obvious sexual tension. Like we're all human. I'd probably be mean too. Yeah, she was valid, but I wish she didn't feel so angry. But it makes sense that she would. I've never, yeah. I haven't seen anyone street campaigning in a really long time. I thought that was kind of a historical moment. It was very, um, like, are you right. seeing people on the street, like, giving you pamphlets? I think now, in my everyday life, someone sent me 500 texts being like, you have to respond right now. We need to do that's, that's a good point. I haven't been campaigned on in person since pre-COVID. Literally. It's a post-COVID text. I mean, I think Shoshana helping Ray in 2023 would be her setting up, like, multimedia. And Instagram and TikToks. Like, Ray, do this TikTok trend. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, my God. Ray'd have to be silent dancing, pointing. He'd be pissed. Yes. Different points. I'll be <laughs> Free baby on Mondays. Oh, my God. Well, I will say every single text I get from a campaign person is a meanest or text I've, sort of, I've received all week. You're not doing your part, idiot. It, oh my god, yeah. It's like, wait, I feel like I am. You're also mean. Yeah, a little. They're like, give me $8 now, you bitch. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, stop. Oh, whatever. We didn't talk about eHarmony, if anyone cares about that. Online dating. Uh, oh my god. So who said, when was that brought up in this episode? It was something about someone meeting Ray. someone on eHarmony. Ray, Ray joins eHarmony and Shoshana is like, my best friend met her soulmate on eHarmony and he used to be a professional baseball player. So there's no stigma. I honestly think 
if we're doing like the then and now, something that's so different is the stigma against dating apps and online dating culture. Back then, you're watching it, you're like, e-harmony, like, please. Like, I will never meet my significant other on a dating app. I am um, a member of four of them and I pay for them. So like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, well, that's. I was telling Amelia this and I wonder if you're thinking this is true. I've never thought in the last five years which made a bigger point for meeting someone in person. Like, in the last five years, it's been so like dating apps so forward. And then I think right now we're kind of, I've never felt it more, but like meeting people in person is so in right now. It is so in. It's so in. It's really Everyone's, in. No, no one's on the apps anymore. We're like, we're all there, but like, no, we're all there. There. <laughs> I'm on the yeah. Are you, yeah, we're uh, like, so dating apps are over, and you're like, uh-huh, I just <laughs> can, um, but I can't wait to meet people IRL. <laughs> uh, My favorite one? Hinge, probably. Yeah, Hinge is truly the best. Tinder I, is, I, I went on Tinder in Rhode Island. I I didn't swipe right a single time. I'm not even a No, I, I, don't, I don't use Tinder anymore. I, I think I'm logged out of Tinder. It's tough out there. It's so tough. Ugh. I oh, just well. down, I downloaded Bumble this week, but it freaked me out, and then I deleted it. Bumble's for friends now. It's for girls. Oh, people. I bet you in ten years that's going to be like so normal dating apps for friends. Because like right now we're like what never no in ten years I'm sure no you know in New York some of the, the girls that you meet one off they're all like having their closest friend on Earth be from Bumble BFF. What the fuck? Everyone's Bumble I BFF think because of the way like, Bumble the way Bumble BFF works is that you're meeting one girl. Mm. So then you're like, well, I guess you're my best friend because you're going to come to the random stuff. So then all the friends that you have from normal life, it's like, yeah, this is my Bumble BFF. So yeah. Damn. Damn. I love well. I wish Ashana had Bumble BFF. Also, she has all these friends, but then she starts complaining about these friends in particular. But every episode, she doesn't fail to bring up a new best friend. I'm like, where are these people? Yeah. Who are the two girls though that started the Jamba Teens? Yeah, the Jamba Teens. <laughs> who who are they? What are their names again? It's Rachel and I cannot remember. I it's so good though. Jamba Teens. So I need a pair of It's like that was the first good America was Jamba Jeans. Right after this, I'm going to Jamba Jeans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jamba Juice is my shit. Literally, <laughs> it's the best. They're pomegranate paradise. I'll never quit. Are you talking about Jamba Juice? Yeah. Razzmatazz, sign me up. Oh Oh my god, Razzmatazz. Well, Jake, we're absolutely addicted to you. Um, We're so glad you're on the podcast. We've needed your voice, and thank God it's being heard. Thank you for having me on. This was ever since I got as I started watching. I was like, I hope I can do this, and I'm happy that we finally made it happen. Perfect. Oh my god, this is what happens when community comes together. Yeah. And we're so excited for your new podcast. It's called Therapus. Yes, it's called Therapus. It came out yesterday. What? You're amazing at branding. Oh, thank you. I put a lot of effort into it. I like really thought on it and really tried. So I really appreciate that. Well, we're sending you a virtual cake, welcoming you to the podcast community. (laughs) Thank you. Um, If anybody's watching at home, want to check it out there. They have it on video version too on Spotify. Yes. Yes, video on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube, Therapist with Jake Shane. And we'll tag all of Jake's socials in the descriptions. Jake you, Jake you, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, Thank you. I can't wait to get our tongues pierced in LA. In LA, me as well.